Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Matt. I'm here with Andrew today. We're going to be talking about the Waterboy kicking off our second annual Adam Sandler Month with a top five list before discussing the tale of Boucher. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast. They're not that good. But you see how much money his movies bring in? Yeah, dude. It's like an insane amount. I mean, this is his 10th highest grossing film. And it's one of his greatest, I think. But it's one of his... It's the 10th highest grossing film he had at $198 million. When at the time, it was the first first one to gross over $100 million at the box office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For a $198 million film. You know, and, and people still have the nerve to talk mess on Adam Sandler. You know, he's... I, talk I think, that mess. I think it's gotten to the point where, like, since, you know, every year we we start, you know, we always do, like, three or four Adam Sandler movies in, in this month. Right. You know, and, and we actually got five done last year, which is pretty... Yeah. We kind of stretched that a little we bit. Did. We but did. But we did have five weekends in there, but it did spill over. Yeah, I would say that, you know, Adam Sandler's probably... Uh, a favorite of this podcast in a way i mean you know we we both love his films and and, and we both acknowledge his, his what, who he is yeah his. like 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 we understand he's not the top echelon of filmmaking and we're a podcast that talks about films but he in our is, mind in a way he his is, movies you know? can be fun if you go into them not expecting anything you know yeah uh, uh, the the best way I can explain Adam Sandler's movies is if you had a bunch of jocks or whatever in high school making movies. Yeah. This is what they would be like, you know? Yeah, yeah, these um I think more or less like the the wannabe cool kids. That's what I would classify. If it, the wannabe cool kids wanted to make movies, maybe this is what they would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Just like stupid potty humor. Yeah. Like 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 <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of nerds, they came up with a premise of movie, but they they let a bunch of jocks write yeah. the, uh, the script for it or whatever. There you go. Just with some That's fun, a great explanation, fun potty humor or whatever, yeah. but nothing too like outrageous or offensive, mm-hmm. unless you know, depending on who you are nowadays. Well, I get, I, I really find out, you know, watching this movie for the however many time, you know, I got to the point where. I'm like, I really love talking about Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, I mean, even if we're not talking about Adam Sandler, it could just be we're talking about these other things. But he he brings together such a collection of not only people, but of situations, of um, locations, different things where you always just have a good time. Well, for instance, in this movie, which we're going to be talking about today, Mm -hmm. you know, with with Waterboy... um, you know, Kathy Bates decided to come on this film. I mean, she is Hollywood legend. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a Hollywood great. And we'll talk more a about A true her. premier actor. Right, right. But she was, she asked to be on this film or on a film with Adam Sandler because she has a niece. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was a that, niece or something. Yeah, that, that's like a super fan of Adam Sandler. But so she chose to be like this just because her family Were they family a fan or a her. friend? I thought they were a friend of Adam No, Sandler. I think it's Maybe just, it a, just huge a huge fan. fan. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that, you know, just because he sings the uh, 
the Hanukkah song, you know, and name drops Henry Winkler. And that's how he got, you know, and then that's how he got in the film. I mean, he called Adam Sandler up and said, Hey, I want to be in this. I want to be in a film with you, you know, and, and, you know, Adam Sandler couldn't have put it in, in a better role than this film. And as some may know, we know we don't need to get into it. But as some may know, this won't be the last time we see Henry Winkler in a Adam Sandler uh, movie. Correct. Um, <clears throat> let me get the uh, the intro out of the way so we can dig in. Just go ahead and get the intro. Dig in. Um, so welcome everybody. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> as I said that, I'm gonna actively I'm gonna actively try to work on my ums. Uh, um, uh, kind of like really kind of re listening to our episodes so much because then I start finding faults in, in both of us, in me, no, in both of us. And you, you fault me. Well, I mean, you know, you, you listen to it. That's why I don't like listening to it. I'm like, you know, I have, to. I, I release it out to the airwaves and you don't release it, it out. To, you come in here, you lay your stuff down and yeah. you're like, all right, good to go. I'm just going to ignore it. Don't want to listen to it. Cause it's awkward. Yeah. All the greats do that though. <laughs> do they? Right. Yeah. All the, all these artists, these That's like musical artists and, and yeah, all, all the greats and all the voice, great actors, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of anime, you know, we, we've established this, right. right. So I have a lot of respect for voice actors and the simple fact that you know they really bring you know this these animations and things like this and cg work and stuff like that they really bring it to life you know i mean you, they they their voice is what gives you the feeling you know what i mean like yeah you can see it on 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 the paper or on on the screen or whatever but it's it's not the same without the um the voice you know and the and the expression in the voice mm-hmm. you know and it can't be I mean, you know, and I feel for people that that are hard of hearing or, you know, cannot are deaf or something, you know, that they can't actually hear that feeling in it. And I'm sure that they've adapted to the sense of, you know, their visuals gives them the emotion, you know. But for me, it's it's all about the the uh, the voice and the the sound. Yeah. And it's funny you talk about voice Uh, in the German version of this film. um, Adam Sandler is actually not dubbed by Dietmar Wunder as usual which is apparently the person that usually dubs his his voice. So instead, the German Disney subsidiary or whatever uh, used a, a comedian to perform the bubbing. And, uh, the bubbing. The, bub- the, the, the dubbing. The bubbing. The bubbing. The dubbing. And uh, it was actually kind of interesting because he played this character called, the same voice actor did this uh, character called uh, Super Richie, which is like a, like a dumb-minded backwoods version of superman mm-hmm. and so he just used the same voice and the the film tanked over there because of it apparently so yes voices do mean a lot <laughs> in movies well you know what's funny is that like this film uh, an adaptation like the 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 lady of the uh producer of this film called uh what is it the the freshman i believe it's like freshman or something like that but it was it was kind of the same basis and actually tried to uh sue adam sandler his daughter or whatever tried to sue Adam Sandler because they said that this was like another film. Yeah, it was in 1925 that it yeah, was Yeah, something made, like that. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it was like called The Freshman, I think, yeah. or something like that. Something like that. It was like two years later, yeah. the courts were like, no, you're stupid. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No. But, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those situations where, you know, uh, this film is so great because it's kind of like a lot of other films. You know, I mean, it has the same basis you know the high you know you, you got your lows and you get to the arc and then you you know you f- go to the good ending well you know? it's the typical 
Adam Sandler type uh, movie. Average person that gets somehow accidentally recognized by someone who's controlling something important, whether it be Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Or, you know, movies like that where you just get have a nobody from nothing who looks like nothing and they end up, you know, leading the team in some kind of a success that for whatever stupid reason they could never do in yeah. the past, you know. Without without this person or individual or thing. You know, and it's kinda of, it's kinda of yeah. funny. Have you noticed it's you know, a lot of times football players <laughs> never used anger? And it was that like it, the movie addresser like approaches it like it's a like it's a new thing or something. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I just think it's funny. Like you look at a lot of you know Adam Sandler type movies, right? You got Billy Madison where he has to pass school to be able to succeed and and and, and accomplish a goal. You know, where here he has to pass school to and succeed to accomplish a goal. You know, and and he has to pa- uh, you know like uh, Happy Gilmore, he has to you know. Uh, succeed in in the lower ranks relief you know going up to being into the pros you know so that he can you know succeed and go move on to life it's the, kind of the same basis in a lot of his films yeah the difference in this one would be though is that it's not his his circumstances in life are not uh his fault really right 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 like whereas in any of the others usually it's down to him being lazy or yeah. injured or rich or and or could not whatever. care less yeah yeah or like you know and you know yeah mr deeds yeah. or whatever but i mean in this one it's really because it's like okay well does he have a mental issue or has he just been sheltered you know overly sheltered by his mother which we're gonna yeah. get into but well i think i think it's funny that that uh, seriously a lot of his movies have the same basis you know the same way that it gets to the end. Of he's the film. so smart though, yeah, he because is. he's worth like half a billion dollars yeah. now, yeah. and he just used the same type of thing, yep. plugged in different types of characters. Yeah. You know, even when he oh, did funny people, let's it was unplug the, same thing. the the starting out as a jerk and then ending out as a nice guy. Let's yeah. plug in the starting as a nice guy and yeah, you know, continuing on from there, or whatever. I mean, just he had so different, so many different combinations and actors and all that kind of stuff. That and, and I mean, even like 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 Hubie or whatever. Hubie Halloween. Uh, yeah, I mean, even that's even the new one that he came out with on Netflix. You know, it's all the same type of basic, same type of character. He just he just re- washes it and recycles it and then puts it back on there. But I mean, he changes it enough where it's like. This film's good. This film's good. This film's good. Oh wait, this is a like. This it's usually like. stuff this that he like. likes to do too. Like yeah. like he never liked golfing before. We talked about yeah. that Happy Gilmore. He never liked, but then he liked golfing after that. He's always been a fan of basketball. Basketball, That's which is why thing. I'm super surprised that of all the sports movies we got from him, you know, we got two football movies, we got a golf movie. I think there's a couple others. Oh well, no, his newest film is about basketball. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. And maybe there, maybe there was one, one or two that I'm missing. But so today we're going to be talking about the Waterboy. This film came out in 1998. It was directed by Frank Caracci, which is a staple of Adam Sandler uh, flicks. Um, and uh, these names are the same ones you heard last year in March for Adam Sandler, right? Yes. Frank Caracci, yes. Adam Sandler, Tim Hurley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Adam Sandler as Bobby Boucher, uh, Butcher. If you're looking at how it's read, yeah. But we're we're getting I always into, looked at that. I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. We're getting into Louisiana, so yeah. you know it's this this uh, this Cajun style or whatever. Um, Kathy Bates as Mama Boucher, also known as Helen, which he didn't figure that out until the end of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Henry Winkler as Coach Klein, Feruza Balk as Vicky Valancourt, Jerry Rude, uh, Jerry Reed as Red Bo Lou. 
I had to get that down. Uh, Lawrence Gilliard Jr. as Derek Wallace. And then we start to get into our usual Adam Sandler characters, right? Yep. We got Blake Clark as Farmer Fran. Peter Dante as Gree <laughs> Guy Grenouille. Man, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Cajun names. Uh, Jonathan uh, Lufren as Lyle Robido. Robido. Uh, Al Whiting as Casey Budge. Um, Clint Howard, the lesser Howard. Yeah. To, who his, happens, to who, his brother, who, Ron. Also, definitely is still a staple in Adam Sandler movies. You know? Well, yeah. And the funny, funny connection there is Clint Howard, also brother of Ron Howard, who started in Happy Days with Henry Winkler. And, and uncle to Bryce Dallas Howard as and, well. And, right. And Clint Howard, I, I believe, also was in... Uh, some episodes of Happy Days as yeah. well. So, um, so they've been they they've done this together before. Alan Covert is back of Grandma's Boys fame uh, as Walter. Just uh, this is like probably one of you the barely see him the smallest roles really. he has besides um, Airheads. Yeah. when he's that yeah. cop or whatever, yeah. <laughs> which I did rewatch over the last couple of weeks, and right. uh, I I was like, oh yeah, there he is, there he is. And then in uh, the very first. Role in an Adam Sandler movie, not to be the last. We have Rob Schneider as Townie. You can do it! You can do it! You can do it all night long! I'm gonna go do it! All night long! The boys actually laughed really loud at that, which made me go, why are you guys laughing at that? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, but this first appearance of the You Can Do It guy. Yep, and then Adam Sandler actually does that. He goes, I think it's the animal or something. He goes into yeah, a Rob and, Schneider movie, yes, and then Adam right. Sandler is the townie. So maybe they're, bro- got, they're probably be, brothers. It's got to be an awesome thing in life. And, like, I guess because I don't really have this type of friendship, you know, I mean, I've got friends all over the country. Like, that's the, the price and the curse of being a military brat mm-hmm. you know i mean you have friends really close friends all over the world you know all over the country whatever but anyways uh you know i i guess in a way like you're almost jealous of the type of relationship of being friends with adam sandler is you know i mean like like you know those guys probably like hey i'm in town let's just go out right now you know cool you know or hey let's go you know fly here go travel there you know i mean you, you already know that adam sandler is not a very uh flashy guy you know what i mean yeah and his style and everything else is not super flashy because what's the damn point yeah you dude. know you're successful in everything you do you have a successful marriage been married for a while you know you have kids and you know you love playing basketball and you do it quite often and you make movies for a living and acting and get to travel there you know wh- what else do you need in a way you know what i mean there's so much hate towards i don't know if it's adam sandler or just adam sandler movies i'm sure right. it's just adam sandler movies everybody knows he's a great guy but i've yeah. heard some vitriol towards him himself just you know people saying you know he shouldn't be making movies or whatever people yeah. shouldn't be giving this this guy money to make movies <clears throat> here's the thing if i was in hollywood i want to i would want to do it exactly how this guy does correct it. because yeah, or, or keanu reeves him, him or Keanu. Well, not even that. In a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see well, that. Well, Keanu doesn't have that kind of world that Adam does. The point that I'm making here, though, is he goes, hmm, what do I want to do this year? You yeah. Know? I'm going to write a movie about uh, a guy who plays football. He's an underdog. Let's make him like a stupid water boy or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he just sits around and does stuff like that. 
And you know, while I know a lot of this is based off of characters he had in Saturday Night Live, some of the uh, there's a Water Boy precursor in Saturday Night Live well, that he does. Uh, I can't remember. Boy. Canteen Boy. Yeah. But I think canteen that that might have been on or his. Canteen Man. I think Canteen Man though was on his album. Well, I can't no, remember. no. Well, yeah, Canteen Man. Then he did but, another one that was like Cajun that in yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But basically, he just writes these stupid movies. They don't have to be great. He writes them with somebody else who like actually will get you know. As an actual real writer or whatever, yeah, keep keep it keep it on pay on on page. You yeah, know? but I mean, he, he just goes, "Look, I'm going to write a movie, and every year, me and my friends are going to get paid." Yeah, obviously, he's going to get paid a lot more. He's going to produce, do all this oh, yeah. stuff. But it's his idea, essentially. Every year, or probably like twice a year, me yeah. and my friends are going to go have fun for a month or two on a set. We're going to joke around. We're going to laugh our asses off. We're going to go home. We're going to get paid. And we're going to get paid a lot of money to do that. And then every once in a while, let's say once every 10 years, I'm going to do a serious movie and show people that I can act yeah. and I can do a really good job of it. Yep. But I prefer to do this. So all these people are like, he can't make it. He obviously can make a good movie. He, you know, as far as his acting and stuff goes, he's done it already. You know, Punch Drunk Love. And, you know, you know what his his number one skill is? I mean, I didn't mean it. Are you still are you done? With no, no, no. You you go, okay. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, but you go ahead. I think what his number one skill in acting, in movies, and whatnot, is being able to choose the right people for the right roles. Does that make sense? What I'm saying that for the main main yes cast yes or for for yeah. his, out of his friends, he's able to pull you know because there there are roles that he had planned for Chris Farley that he ended up choosing for um, what's his name uh, the Larry one. Uh, Larry, uh, the the one film he just I swear uh, oh, Chuck and Larry I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry yes yes okay. uh, Kevin Kevin James um, gotcha you know, I didn't know lot, where you're going yeah yeah but he 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 had so many roles you know written out for Chris Farley if Chris you Farley know, was still alive he, he would have done that movie yes with Chris yes Farley. yes this this is ideas that he's probably had since he back Saturday Night Live before and that. they were best friends so I mean they probably would have done a lot of these together yes. too exactly you know I mean you, you, a lot of people think oh him and Ke uh, uh, Spade you know were were best friends no or Chris Rob Schneider yeah which oh you're talking about Chris friends. Farley yeah, yeah Chris yeah. Farley you know they were all really good friends but Adam Sandler and Chris Farley were real 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 best well, friends well Chris Farley and David Spade they they yeah. butt headed a yeah. lot you yeah, know they they, did. they they did have a, a great chemistry and everything but man did they used to get pissed at you I mean to this day even David Spade would be like yeah I hated that guy you yeah. know yeah. and you know but he he didn't hate him he loved no, 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 him no. but yeah, he, yeah. he he just he he was uh, I was using her hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My he, bad. he he was extremely frustrated. He constantly would get frustrated with Chris Farley because Chris Farley, you know, we've had a lot of Chris Farleys in our time. You know, you got John Belushi. He's the Chris Farley literally is the reincarnation of John Belushi in my mind, you know, as far as mm -hmm. comedy goes. You know, and then and then after that, again, Adam Sandler was able to choose Kevin, Kevin James, James, who is is basically a lot more smarter of the three, it's like John Belushi played a very uh, just stupid person, you know, with no brains whatsoever. Chris Farley, same way, but a little bit more smarter. And then, then you got Kevin James, who's like all three combined in a way, you know, but a lot smarter type actor. But, you know, I think that's that's Adam Sandler's skill. He's able to pull his friends and people he's worked with in the past and be able to place them in the right kind of roles so in every one of his movies every actor that is in that role like you can't imagine a better one you know like especially in this movie you got you got you got you know um the fawns you know playing the coach that's really 
you know, just beaten down kind of thing. And then the you, exact opposite it, of it, Arthur Fonzarelli. Cor- correct, correct. And then you have Kathy Bates, who's who's very, very uh, dumb and 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 uneducated. Yeah, exact opposite of Dolores uh, Claiborne. Yeah, or, or anything she has right. ever done. You know, where she is just the mastermind on ninety percent. The of Office it. was a little uh, uh, Bennett or Molly, what was yeah. her name in that? That's I one of my favorite remember. roles of hers. Well, we're gonna go over that top five oh, list. Oh, is here that in a where second. we're going? So, but yeah, I I agree. I think. I think it's it's one of these things people say, well, I don't like Adam Sandler. I don't like Adam Sandler movies. You can't make... Well, first of all, he's got some of the highest grossing move, movies in all these different categories. He's uh, a half a billionaire. You Oscar-nominated know, actor. Yeah. And I he, mean, like I said, he Oscar-nominated a half a billion. He does... He does serious movies every once in a while and blows it out of the park every time he does. Maybe it's the contrast of him being goofy to that or whatever, but he blows it out of the park every time he does those types of movies the the only thing i can think of is that they're the people that talk down on adam sandler are people that wanted to be filmmakers or still want to be filmmakers that don't like the fact that this frat boy mentality you know is getting success in hollywood now it's worked for people like him, you know, maybe a couple others like him or whatever, but you know, Rob Schneider had a good run there for like four or five years. Um, but maybe not even that long, but you know, it's, it's, uh, how I explain it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it shouldn't work. It's one of these things where, where like none of these should work. It should just be failure after failure after failure. The only reason these movies work is because of Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and it's because of his personality oh, yeah. it's because of his personality and it's because he's he's endearing he's he's very very likable he's got a charm and people like that charm to him yeah he can play the angry loudmouth blah 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 but he's very earnest in a lot of his roles you know what i mean so yeah, I, I just think I just think it brings a lot of people to his movies, and like I said, you know, we we, we say all these things, and you hear all these things about him, Sandler, this and that, and everything. I think well, it's, it's just funny because like you can tell that we love him on you know as an actor and anything you know for for the most part anything he does on this show, you know this podcast. I mean, we literally only ha- he's the only one that has a dedicated, somewhat dedicated month. Steven Spielberg, yeah. Well, but, but you know what I mean, yeah. like a reoccurring dedicated month, actor. You know, yeah, yeah. So I mean. But you look at his awards and things that he's been nominated for, are none of them really are for his comedy. You know, we got Punch Drunk Love and then Uncut Gems. You know, those are the ones that he got the most awards for and the most nominations for. And some of his greatest praise for was movies that had nothing to do with comedy, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's his his success is is very interesting. You know, we we've he's we're, enigma. We're basically. actually about to wrap up the good handful of movies that he has yeah. during this year. Yeah, and next year we're gonna have to do like you know serious Adam Sandler movies, and then the year okay. after that we're gonna have to do like the Netflix era. Okay, you know stuff like because I think that the murder mystery with Jennifer Aniston, I think it's getting a sequel. No, okay. Uh, which it's you know you got praise here and there. Some people didn't like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's classic Adam Sandler. I yeah. think that era is over. Yeah, I like a lot of the movies he makes and everything, but I think yeah. the good era of Adam Sandler is over. But that's what we're covering but we're, we're right going to do. Um, uh, Fifty First Dates again, right? 
Are we? Kind of, yeah, I want to kind of make that a thing. I, I feel like I, should, we should do it fifty times. Yeah, why not? and just just act like we, exactly. <laughs> just do the or just do it every year. The problem that we run in with that though is that if we have like contradicting information. Yeah, but again, <laughs> like it's, we got to be like very watching, specific no, 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 about no, 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 what listen we do. To this. It's like watching a movie for the you know thirteenth time or whatever fiftieth time. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, watching a movie repeatedly, you're going to always catch things that you didn't notice the first time around or the 15th time around. You know, you're going to always catch something differently and you might feel a different way, you know, at a certain time in your life, just like every other person that watches movies. It would be a pretty funny joke if we went over, just didn't even like mention that we're doing it again. Yeah. Just put it out there. Yeah. And then next year, put it out there again. Yeah. Okay. And then the year after, I'm just totally put it out to there again. And that could be a thing. And we will and we'll do never, it until Adam Sandler comes on our show. And we will never address it. No. Ever. Besides this moment right now, we will never address the fact that we're doing, here we go again, or we know we've told this, but it'll just be the same episode okay. every day. Okay. Okay. I'm and then on top that. of that, the only time we'll ever stop is if Adam Sandler ever comes on our show, we'll never do yeah. it again. I don't think he's even been on the Sandler pit, which yeah. is the biggest. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I think that's the biggest Adam sure. Sandler podcast out there is the I'm Sandler sure. pit in in the UK. See, the UK loves Sandler as much as we do. But that's what I'm saying. It's it, he's such an enigma, you know, as far as an actor goes. You Your know, face is an enigma. It is. But um, and the funny thing is, is like you were saying, you know, he has not done a movie that has not been. You know, his favorite sport is obviously basketball. Like, he talks about it constantly. You know, that's always his thing. But he's done more football, more other sports movies than until this recent one that's, uh, that had just barely come out. It was called uh, Hustle. Oh, I did see that on the uh, the Imdaba, but yeah. I didn't I didn't look what it meant. All right, our top ten or top ten. Today we're doing a top five list. Uh, uh, Drew and I are not as uh, proficient prolific what's the right word um we're not we're not as profoundly knowledgeable about as Kathy knowledgeable bates. as Ka- about kathy bates as we are as you know to someone like adam sandler, sandler or yeah. whatever um but we're gonna do a top five we need to rectify that we need to watch more movies with with her in it well you're gonna so. be probably pretty surprised at my my number one so you probably won't be surprised by well my. well it's hard this one was hard okay and this is why kathy bates is a hard person to do a list on because, you know, uh, what a great movie, two of or mine, a terrible movie, but a good performance. Is that where you're going? Uh, a little bit. I, she's because she's one of those actresses or actors in general that nobody really hates. Everybody really kind of likes Kathy Bates, and there's I guarantee you, there's a few movies, if not a lot of movies, or a lot of things that she's done. That everybody loves. Well, people just have mad respect for people like her, Meryl yeah. Streep. You yeah, know, these are yeah. the Annette Benning. These are the ones that you know nobody ever talks. Yeah, uh, badly about. about. You know, saying, "Oh, they ever had a week." Al Pacino's another one. You know, yeah, uh, for De Niro, De Niro, and a lot of these guys. You know, but Brando. Yeah. Um, well, they they used to make fun of his weight quite a bit. Well, yeah, but, he had issues and stuff, but he was a damn good actor. Just like Elvis, you know, great singer. Nobody can actually say a bad thing about Elvis, really. Yeah. Besides that, he got fat. But anyways, um, toilet. no, with her, it's it's just, uh, you know, it was kind of hard because she's done, I think, equally as well in TV than she has in movies. In fact, two of the, the, the performances for me were TV p- performances. I bet one of them's The Office. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I didn't put that in there. Her, her, her Joe Bennett. I love that. I, she was such a strong character, a strong, independent woman, you know, type character, and I, I really like that. So Yeah, I could, I could probably... <clears throat> 
I could probably change that out with my number five, but yeah. yeah. Well, going over this, what's your number five? Uh, probably the office performance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine's Titanic. Yeah. Um, I just think she did a good job um, as a wealthy person that the main character could kind of like relate with, right? She okay. started out poor just like him <clears throat> and made money, I think, off of her husband who had passed away or right. something like that. Right. Um, great performance in that. She, you know, the way she cues in on how uncomfortable he feels. Just with like subtle looks or yeah, glances. She's not or from whatever. rich either. You know, she's right. not a rich she wasn't born into that yeah. with the silver spoon. And she thing. didn't have a major role in the movie, but hers was very important and just, you know, those subtle performances sometimes are just the best. Yeah. So um and yeah, that kid I could put the I could put the office performance right there yeah. at number five. So what's your number four? My number four would be American Horror Story. And I don't think you've seen it yet, I but haven't. it uh I don't her, watch any her of role that. like in the coven. Her role was just so good. Like she she was a undead character that got buried, you know, for by a voodoo person or whatever, but she was like a zombie. Or yeah, something. in a way, but she was like a zombie that was stuck in the 1800s and she used to rule the town until this voodoo lady basically buried her and then one of the witches from the coven actually uncovered her. And so they pretty much had her. I mean, she was she was just like their pet at that point. But yet she, you know, back in her day, she ruled the town. You Is this kind of like brought back tortured. to life, like Catwoman was brought back to life in, in Batman sense, Returns, in a sense. But she she was a she was a horrible person, anyways, because what she did is she had slaves and things like that, and she would she would cut them open, and she did really bad things to people, to human beings. And so that's why the voodoo uh, lady did that to her. But then after, you know, when they found her, she was just kind of a, she cleaned out their house and things like that. You know, they made her, 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 their slave, you know, and, and it was, it was a good turn of that's events, crazy. I thought, but it was, she played such good role in this. That's the so. thing about Kathy Bates. She plays just as good of a evil, nasty person. But it was her as against Angela Bassett. As a good person. Yeah, it, it was her against oh, Angela cool. Bassett. So it was it was a good back and forth between those two. So that's good. Uh, my number my number four is about Schmidt um, with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, she just played such like a carefree, just you know whatever. Obviously, the hot tub scene with her trying to seduce Jack Nicholson and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was just such yeah. an iconic scene. Yeah. And. Uh, like I said, a lot of subtleties. I mean, that was definitely more of a you know Jack Nicholson movie, but the, her role in it, uh, her impact on the character, I thought it was great. I, I really, I, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but it's one of those ones that stands out to me whenever I think of Kathy Bates. It's one of those things. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I've got my, that's my number one. You know, the one that stands out the most where I really got introduced to Kathy Bates. You know, that'll be my number one as yeah. well. Um, what's your? You already said your number four was American Horror Story. What's your yeah. number three? My number three would be Waterboy. Really? Okay, yeah. I don't even have Waterboy on my really? on my list. Yeah, I just I thought the overbearing mother type uh, actress and and she just played it so well. I thought yeah. I, I just thought she. Was, and then just I loved the the things I loved most about Kathy Bates when they do the cutscenes to her of what she was doing at home while everybody else was yeah, moving playing, on with life, playing squash and stuff with, with, with the, the donkey. donkey, and then also oh, uh, it was a mule, a mule, and then also uh, doing the the paddleboard thing. You know, the ball just kind of just, just randomly. It's like it's like hey, uh, Kathy Bates, why don't you go do the most boring thing? you can think of or then the weirdest most things you could do, think of by yourself and she probably is like hmm, let's go see if i can play uh squash with, squash a, a, with mule. a mule yeah it's she you know she just wanted to have fun you know she's she's probably so used to just like these 
stuffy films that she does where you know everything is on the line for the academy awards or whatever yeah, i mean yeah. she's typically i mean that's what she does and that's what she, she lives there sells it she's very good at it yeah. she's a very good comedic actress as well she's won so many emmys and, and the same thing you know with the the she's always in contention you know anything she does she's always in some sort of contention for an award yeah so it's it's it was cool for her to be able to just kind of say you know what you know my niece likes this whatever yeah it'll be or a good him, time yeah. mm-hmm. you know so uh yeah and we're about to get into it mine number three is fried green tomatoes okay i have that on my list okay have you uh, when's the last time you saw that it's movie? been a minute it's been a minute okay but it's your number three it's my number one it's my number three the reason it's my number three is because the movie is fantastic yeah her performance is fantastic yep. but it's not the spotlight no. you know you have mary louise parker yeah um, the girl that the who uh, what was it's, the, where, it's where I first got uh, introduced to her as well, you know, Mary Louise Parker, you know. Now, uh, what, what is it? Uh, the 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 blonde Reeds one was good too. The uh, the blonde one she played um, uh, June in Benny and yes. June. Yeah. Um, gosh, what was her name? Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, and then of course she had Jessica Tandy as like the grown-up version of that yeah person or whatever but um and and but it shows that so while they're not like the emotional stand as she wasn't kathy bates wasn't the emotional standout of that movie it was more about it was really heavy on you know mary stewart masterson and mary louise parker's uh parts but when jessica tandy her character is telling uh, Kathy Bates's character, or, you know what this these two women went through, and what Mary Louise's Parker's uh, character went through to get away from the abusive relationship. Yeah. You know, she it's caused. You see the slow change in Kathy Bates's character, hearing the story of how she's changed and everything. And then you know she she uh, that one girl pulls into a parking spot and she's like you know I'm younger and faster and Kathy Bates just smashes into her car yeah. and she's like I'm older and have better insurance you know? <laughs> and it just it was just great you know she's finding finding somebody that's been that's been put down and put down seeing them find their independence yeah I mean it's, it's definitely me. a a, wi- a women empowerment empowerment movie right. you know and, done and, the right way and i don't mean to insult or you know be a, a man saying something like that and being insulting to anybody you know but it really is it's a very very good you know women empowerment type movie and i love that movie it's such an awesome movie and it's it done properly well done. with with more of the focus being put on the victims yeah than what the abusers do right. to the victims or 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 what you know a, a million different things. Yeah. This movie focuses on the right things. Those I fried think. green tomatoes are pretty good too. I've never had actually fried green tomatoes. Really? I just talked like Yoda just then. <laughs> Fre- fried green tomatoes? I've never had. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is misery. Okay. Continue in the tradition right there. Really? My number two is also misery. Nice. Um, I mean, what what can we say about misery? Go go if you get the chance. Go listen to Horn Heels, our friends over at Horn Heels. They just uh, an episode or two ago did misery, and as if listeners know, um, they know Jen and Alicia over at Horn Heels. Alicia is a huge Stephen King's fan and a Stephen King fan, and uh, she uh, you know she absolutely loves the movies and you know refers to her as the incomparable Kathy Bates and all that you know yeah. because she is and James Caan I mean 
yeah the the there's there's only one reason that it's not in my top spot and that's just because my top spot is just almost perfect almost perfect movie and performance it's one of my favorite movies of all time that we got to do very very dark but well uh, we got to do that's the only because that's my number one and her 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 relationship with james con right yeah her relationship with james con and and how they go back and forth she's like you know she always says like the duty word and you know different things like that you know she's always so like simplistic and 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 and, oh you can't say these cuss words you can't do this and you know she's like this like this woman who's just so uh oh duty pants and you know all this kind of stuff and then the next scene she's got this glum face and she's got this block between the guy's ankles and pulls out a hammer and oh gosh you know just just the way she switches back and forth it's amazing amazing performance and your number one uh, obviously is fried green tomatoes which Correct. we talked about my number one is dolores claiborne that will always be That's my good. favorite kathy bates movie um and a lot of a lot of the focus is put on um fast times at original yeah what's her name jennifer jason lee yeah uh, a lot of focus is put on Jennifer Jason Lee's character and what she went through, rightfully so, if you know what the story is about and everything. But Kathy Bates in that movie yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Not only that, but the story is amazing. You know, yeah. I've always liked the story of Dolores Claiborne more than Misery. Yeah, Misery's pretty basic. Yeah, not that it, not that that's bad or whatever, but Misery is pretty basic. Kidnapping, blah blah blah. Uh, but Dolores Claiborne, there's so much stuff with like. You know, the victim having PTSD, the daughter growing up without memories of the, the abuse happening, you know, and having to come to terms and remember those things and, you know, believing her mom to be the site, you know, having a completely separate from reality uh, image and depiction of her father in her mind, you know, than, than what actually really happened in the childhood. And the way that Kathy Bates plays the role um, as the caretaker for that that one lady, I can't remember what her name is. It's just a great movie. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there. I I don't think I'll ever say anything bad about that movie. I can't say anything bad about that movie, and we're gonna definitely do it again. Yeah, was that again. the same guy? I mean, we're definitely gonna do it on here, okay. as well as Misery and Fried <laughs> Green Tomatoes. I mean, we could have done it. And I could not remember. <laughs> you know, I have never seen Dolores Claiborne. Right? You've never seen it? No. <gasps> <laughs> That's probably why it wasn't on my list because I've never seen it. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Really? I'd probably put it on like a top 10, top 15 movies of all time. It's such a good movie. Um, It has David Strathern in it as the father. And it even has uh, a young, uh, what was the girl on Dead Like Me? Um, Ellen Muth. You know the the main actress from Dead Like Me? Mm -hmm. You remember that show, right? She played a young Jennifer uh, Jason Lee. Mm. Anyways, you got you got to you got to watch it. Maybe we'll watch it together before mm. we do this. It's rare to have a movie that one of us hasn't seen yeah. that we do on here, mm. so we need to make sure we watch that together if we get the chance. But I know I've been trying to get you to watch Naruto for a while now. Yeah, Naruto is a much bigger commitment than one movie. <laughs> you know, I have to get into the story and all that kind of stuff. It's only about seven hundred episodes. Do you remember first seeing this movie? Yes. It was in 98, so, yeah, I would have been in New Mexico at the time. 1998. Um, so this movie, 
Do you know what the highest sports comedy, highest grossing sports comedy is of all time? This one. The highest grossing sports comedy of all time is The Waterboy. Yeah. Do you, you know, know what, what the second highest Lungy grossing? Shard. Huh? Lungy Shard. Yeah. The two highest grossing sports comedies of all time is The Waterboy and The Longest Shard. Two Adam Sandler movies, both of which we wanted sports to do this comedies, month, no but less. we decided on Waterboy. Maybe we'll do The Longest Yard next year or something. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Happy Gilmore is on that list. I'm sure it is. I Can you imagine how many lists, you know, how many on that list he's actually... He's not even... I mean, he's a sports guy because he likes certain sports, you know, but like to have a comedian be like this you know what i mean well this uh, is when this he was like blowing up right i'd yeah. say like big daddy when that came out that was like late 99 late 1999 you know it was it was like the peak of adam sandler that's when he had reached the echelon you know he had done little nicky happy gilmore all these different movies uh or maybe he had done a little but like right around big daddy years that was when he was just like on top of the world yeah um but the water boy was just before that and if you remember during our big daddy episode we talked about how the uh they were shooting big daddy when water boy was released and the the uh the box office returns from water boy is what got big daddy more money to make yeah. the movie because the studio was like wow water boy is doing great let's give you know let's make sure they got enough money for big daddy all that kind of that brought more confidence yeah um but why did it happen? Well, it was an Adam Sandler movie, so it was bound to be popular. And you know, you gotta, you can't discount the popcorn eaters that that like to go and watch silly movies that don't need to be analyzed, even some comedies that need to be analyzed. You know, let's just do stupid potty humor comedy. You know, and well, he is the king of that. So, and but what also happened at that time? Star Wars came out. So, so talk about that. Well, the the reason that um, you know. I'm not saying it's the only reason this movie did so well, but it sure didn't hurt it. Mm-hmm. To the simple fact that people were buying tickets just to watch the trailers and then would walk out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just so happened to be Star Wars. I remember uh, that. The first uh, Star Wars from George Lucas since like 19, what, 83, 84? 83 is, yeah. when, 83 is when Return of the Jedi came out. Yeah, so since 83, we hadn't seen uh, a Star Wars film, but I mean, Star Wars still bumping. You know, to this day, since 1979, you know, to now, you know, Star Wars is still a hit no yeah. matter what. And for our audience, I mean, you think about it, 1999, YouTube wasn't founded until, what, 2004? Yeah. So, this is before YouTube. You couldn't just go look up the trailer. Even if somebody did take some kind of a crappy uh, uh, camera, I was going to say cell phone yeah. footage, but they didn't even they have, have that back phones, then. Yeah. So, I mean, even if somebody did somehow record it and put it online, where would you put it? Maybe on some forums. You know, we yeah. did have back in the day, you know, chat rooms and yeah. these these forums yeah. and message boards and stuff but like I mean, that. But, I mean, mainly back then it was like you'd just get <laughs> clips of it, like in pictures. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, in, in, like a magazine, a like an Entertainment Weekly yeah, yeah. or something like or that. Or you could go online and you could literally <laughs> find, like, just stills of, of, of the – Possible Even trailer. that was rare, though. Was. I mean, it, you just it wasn't like it was nowadays. But <clears throat> Star Wars came out, uh, and it was only shown for three movies, I believe. It was uh, Waterboy, it was Meet Joe Black, and what was the other one? The Siege with Bruce Willis yep. and uh, Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so for Meet Joe Black, right? Okay, so that movie got so much hate, and I really don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. 
Um, Could have done better. I mean, it, it wasn't like the actors weren't good in that film. No, Claire Forlani and uh, uh, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, they all did yeah. amazing. Brought their well, that's what I'm saying. Even the storyline was awesome. I mean, I thought the storyline was really good because what it was, you know, I, I like those type of, you know, th- thrillers. It just, I, I felt like it was the direction or the directors. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's the pacing, right? Yeah. Like, like, like it's it's telling this epic. Was, I think it was like a three-hour movie yeah. or something. Okay. I remember there being some kind of a bathroom break or something. I, don't, I, I just remember it being a really long movie yeah. and laughing and rewinding every time Brad mm. Pitt gets hit by that car because yeah. as real as it looks, I guess, I mean, that was a huge accomplishment in technology back yeah. then, too, just like we have in The Waterboy, but... Um, it, it it's one of those things like I don't know if it's just who I watched it with the first time but mm-hmm. now every time I see him get hit by that car it just it's, yeah. it's hilarious but thanks for ruining the movie anyways Me Joe Black wasn't a great movie but it got bumped because of the Star Wars trailer so yeah. you'd have like a certain amount of people buy the tickets they watch the trailer and two thirds of the audience would walk out yeah in a Meet Joe Black movie maybe the same thing was happening with Adam Sandler, I got to believe that everybody, you know, he was on a roll. You had the frat party crowd that, you know, wanted to go out and watch these movies multiple times, all this kind of stuff. So they go out and watch the movies. Um, That, along with the nerd community of Star Wars, we all wanted to go see that movie, or we wanted to see the trailer. I think if it was me, I love movies anyway, so I'd just probably stick around for the movie that I paid for. Like, yeah. oh, sweet, that trailer was awesome. But, I mean, you have some people like, look, I want to go watch the trailer, but I got to go to work. So I'm going to go watch it on my way to work. You know, you buy your ticket, you watch the trailer, you leave, you go to work or whatever. Right. That's right. the only reason you're there for. So, yeah, kind of interesting that just the trailer alone uh, gave all the three of those movies such bumps, which, you know, experts say wouldn't have happened had it not been for that trailer. And yeah. that, that it was unprecedented for right. that. Um, so I think this is the water, the water board. This, this is Adam Sandler at his most outrageous, you know, either this or little Nikki. Don't you think? Yeah, but I love both. And films. Hubie Halloween. Yeah. I, I love little Nikki too. Like I love little Nikki mainly. Like it's a good film. It's funny for what it is. You know, it's funny for what it is and it's, it's enjoyable for what it is, but I love little Nikki cause of the soundtrack. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I do. The soundtrack's yeah, amazing soundtrack. for, for that one. And you got P.O.D., you know. It's very light, late 90s, yeah, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, so I, I love the soundtrack. I love the movie because I thought it was probably one of Adam Sandler's worst roles as far as his acting goes because, I mean, it was a stretch. Like, he does this type of character very well, but that Little Nicky was a bit of a stretch even for him. You know, I kind of feel like that's so little Nicky would probably with the supernatural, all that it's, yeah. it's, it's gotta be the most outrageous water boy, Hubie Halloween, very close seconds. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I'll, I really don't enjoy little Nicky that much. Yeah. Uh, I'd watch it if it come on. Honestly, I haven't watched it in years and years and mm-hmm. I have no real feeling to watch it or whatever, but I sure have the, uh, the soundtrack on my the phone, though. Soundtrack is great, <laughs> and I have pretty much probably everything that's on the on the yeah. soundtrack as like from their own yeah. the own their own musicians or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that this is definitely you know you have typical Adam Sandler, which is kind of a you know a lazy good for nothing person who finds his his thing at the end, right? Yeah. And uh, but then you have your like really outrageous ones like this one, Little Nicky, Hubie Halloween, yeah. all that. Um, you know, I read a lot of reviews 
stuff on this that said, you know, oh, he has a disability and everything. I, don't, I never got the sense that he had a disability. It's just that he's an uneducated, which has been somewhat proven. Yeah. But for some reason, he was able to uh, uh, label molecules and such. All of a sudden, you know, it's... That's uh, what I'm saying. It's classic. It's just, I mean, it's kind of like, again, he dragged on some, some uh, Billy Madison onto this film. He said, hey, let's layer this with a little... Uh, Billy Madison feel. Yeah, it was weird that he. It was weird that he's able to use his anger. Like it's one thing for that to give him some talent in football or whatever, yeah. but then he was suddenly uber smart and writing these equations and doing all this yeah, kind whatever. of stuff. Which I don't think he's has a disability or whatever. I think he talks like his mom, and I think he's yeah. uneducated because his mom told him school was the devil and. <laughs> Stuff everything like was the devil all because of roberto that's right you know he was uh, he was homeschooled and everything so i mean he, he i don't know i i just i don't think it's like a, a disability thing i think that i mean even the players on the team said none of us could have passed that test you know bobby yeah so uh well the thing is is i mean you got to think about it too is that like he's already really smart when it comes to water you know i mean i say that funny but you know it's in, in a way he's he's already pretty smart because of that, you know, and, and, uh, like, you know, testing the pH levels and, and, uh, you know, sanitizing it and making different waters type different, you know, flavors in a way, you know, and coldness and, and all this other stuff. But, you know, I mean, in a way he was kind of smart in his own way, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just, it's just showing that maybe even, maybe even, you know, a, a smidgen of some avant in there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it just, uh, he's been uneducated, but whenever he applies himself, he actually does like, I mean, yeah. they said he got like a 98 on his test or something. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't even, it wasn't even like a barely pass type of thing. Like he studied for a couple he days or something yeah. and he aced it because I mean, they're in between games. Yeah. So it had to only been like a couple of days of studying. Right. There's a kid that's never been to school and taught at home things from his mom. Like this is the devil. That's the devil. This is the devil. I mean, so how does he know? Everything's not the devil, mama. Yeah. So he passed the high school equivalency test within a couple of days of studying. Yeah. So this guy is obviously smart. He's just you know got a different accent. You yeah, know, I think, and I think Adam Sandler has a uh, a thing with having to go back to 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 school. You know what I mean? Maybe he has like recurring dreams that he that he ends up failing. Like I feel like I have those re- reoccurring dreams sometimes. Like I, I had to go back to high school, like at Twenty One Jump Street, it or something. You know what I mean? Definitely seems like he has some things he would have liked to have said and done when he was yeah. younger, and kind of puts them in the movies. Yeah. Um, as as we saw in Meet Joe Black, if you've ever seen that movie, when he gets hit by the car. It actually very realistic looking in one shot. You know, he's like flipping on three different mm-hmm. three different things or whatever. Um, but uh, also in this one, instead of just having, you know, a cut scene and then cut back and have somebody else standing there, they actually morphed the person's head into a different person's head. And obviously it looks like something that would be done, you know, nowadays on some kind of like a third rate uh, sci-fi picture or was well no like some kind of a third rate website that uh that has uh an app where you can morph people's faces yeah. into something else or whatever i yeah. mean look at instagram not instagram tiktok you know they have the the have you seen the the, the parents 
with their kids and their their faces turn into horse faces and it makes their kids run away all horrified and yeah. screaming. Hilarious. Or cats. It's funny when they do it to the cats too because the cats. Yeah, and the, the cats screen. like look back yeah. and forth from the screen at the yeah. person to make sure that you haven't changed into some kind of a monster. Do- dogs will just be like this. Sometimes they're like, I don't understand what's like, going on. What's going on? You just what's got, going on? You just got a little lighted brick here. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, that's that's what we have nowadays. I mean, you can get on TikTok and do that. But back in the day, you know, this is kind of a, a cool little thing to do. You know, it's like it's and they didn't they probably shouldn't. Have, same thing with George Lucas. He probably should have waited about another five or ten years. True. You know, he was just a little bit early because while the special effects were amazing, what they did at that time in their technology Nowadays, it doesn't it doesn't last as long. But if he had waited about another five or ten years, then I think that I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to say like Revenge of the Sith, dude. That start scene, you know, oh, where, yeah. where the he's beginning fly, battle flying. is amazing. It just it that right there was like the pinnacle of the time. But if you look at it now, it does look like it's something from Clone Wars because the cartoons nowadays are so good, like the, the these types of yeah. adult cartoons or whatever. They're so good that it does almost look like real life. I mean, especially when you have scenes of just starships and clone troopers, all of that CGI. None of it's yeah. practical. So um, so what movie are we talking about again? So we're talking about <laughs> The Water Boy. Lenny Kravitz is in this movie the, on the His soundtrack songs, yeah. and many, many other different sound. Uh, 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 musical acts on the soundtrack you, you, you very how, 90s and you know how we figure this out and I found out an easy way to do it if you put the subtitles on mm-hmm. okay you get to see like I didn't know Lenny Kravitz and I'm not the type of person like if I like a song a lot I'll look it up you know and, and want to I got into Levy, Lenny Kravitz a lot when we were younger well so. I did too because you know uh, like American, American Woman, Woman yeah that, during my Austin Mom. Powers yeah. and everything yeah. Powers Awesome Powers but I mean, he but, uh, had a bunch of different other good hits. But too. but what I'm saying is, like, I notice I put the subtitles on nowadays because you know, like, usually the wife doesn't want to listen to it or seen it recently, or she can't hear her own show. Anyways, um, but you know, a lot of that, like, I'll put on the subtitles, and I actually get to see who the artist is that's singing a song, an uh, individual song, and that's how I knew Lenny Kravitz was singing that song. I'm sure if I would have really concentrated, I could have hear, you know, heard it. Yeah, living with a family in the house, it's it gets to the point where basically I don't think I've watched a movie without subtitles unless I'm going yeah. to the theaters. Oh, quite it frustrates the wife quite quite a bit. I, I have to though because I'm used to it now, and I started doing it to keep quiet, you know, keep the TV down, whatever. Because I, you know, I am a, a night owl, so yeah, <clears throat> I function at night and overnight. And everybody why, else. Why did everybody say they're a night owl? Why couldn't you be like a night chicken or because owls hunt a night. night rooster? Owls hunt at night. Yeah, but chickens are you know most animals you know hang out. You no, know. no, uh, you could be a night, a night. You bat. could be a night bat, night bat. or yeah, you could a be a bat. night cat because cats are nocturnal. There's too. a lot of animals that are nocturnal. Yeah, you could yeah. be a night possum. But owl is is what we're left with. Okay, night yeah. bat doesn't sound right because night bat you feel is just self explanatory. So, but I guess night owl would be self explanatory too know. because I like night owls. rooster. Go night with night time. rooster. For, um, so let's talk. What's the most important about this uh, this movie? Okay. The price of gasoline to drive that lawnmower thing <laughs> nowadays would probably cost you the uh, uh, basically a quarter of the price of my house. When you say nowadays, you just mean in the last month, right? Uh, last year. So. The last month or two? Yeah, last few months. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, should we say That's what's ever since we shut down? Never mind. No. 
Never mind. We're Anyways, but he, you know, can you imagine the gas that he's got to put into that thing? I mean, she kind of revs it up for him. Like she's like very mechanically inclined. I mean, she steals one of the greatest defensive players oh, to ever is, yeah. play football, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. You know the guy with the yeah. yeah. The dude is one of, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. You know, but but the fact that they have him in here because he you know sacks quarterback. You know that's what the water boy does. He's a defensive player. Of course, she had to have LT, but you know she steals his car anyways. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that, you know, like, I, I love the choice for the leading lady on this film. I, I just think it's so out there it's for, for Adam Walt. Sandler. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, nothing against her. She's she's a very, you know, pretty woman, but what, she's whatever. she's a villain. But yeah, she's, she's, she's more of a villain. She's when a you, villain. Yeah. She has that look to her, you know what I mean? But Yeah, but, like, like Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Yeah. Who played Malfoy's dad? You know he will always be a villain. Like yeah. he did, I think, a show where he was waking up and going to sleep in two different worlds yeah. or whatever, yeah. which is a great premise. And I'd love to get into that show sometime. But <laughs> um, you know, but he will always be yeah. a bad guy. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. He will. All, I mean, like I know he has well, the Grand Budapest Hotel and different things. Yeah, like but that he plays one of the good. greatest, crazy, insane type characters very well. Like I mean, besides Voldemort, we're talking. You know, like. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Uh, Silence of the Lambs type stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, just serial killer type people, you know? Yeah, so you have the people that typically play the bad guys like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Feruza Balk was. And, you know, for those that don't know, she was a uh, she was in that Return to Oz. Yeah. yeah. Return to Oz, that, that horror show of yeah. uh, sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, creepy stuff but yeah she was on the craft and she was also that's where i know her like i really she well american history x too but but x, mainly yeah. the craft is where i i first got introduced to her as an actress but but again i digress okay i love saying that word um i digress um you, you know it's not your classic leading lady no it definitely you, you is you know like you got but you know, his you got it's not no drew barrymore it's not no uh Jennifer Aniston or, you know, some of the classic uh, leading ladies for his films, you know, it's somebody's totally far off there. You know, it's like, how did he come to this decision, though, on this one? Well, yeah. here's here's a point to make um, is that and he did American History X and The Craft before she did Waterboy. So she right. had already had that established, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, all those different mm -hmm. things. But um, she plays a good, crazy character, too. And it never established in the movie why she was so smitten with Bobby, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. Now, not to say that, oh, you know, he shouldn't be having a girlfriend because he's a weirdo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's he, just he's to known say, of her. He know, he's known of her. That's what I'm saying. It's just to say that there is a pretty lady who, and I say lady because I forget that Adam Sandler's 31 in this movie or yeah, whatever, yeah. but you have this pretty lady who, who if for some reason, is smitten with Bobby Boucher and he doesn't have any he doesn't have you know a lot of intelligence he doesn't have money he doesn't have all these different things he's not he's, he's a kind of a schlubby looking character, guy yeah you know so i'm so you're thinking why well okay why not why not a drew barrymore or something like that well we're in louisiana in the backwoods we need somebody to explain because remember they never explained why she was so smitten with Bobby but obviously he had known her for a while right right because he told her oh well she says this she says I'm a Virgo she like like they have history together okay but it never explains their history together and it never explains what it is that that made her after she gets out of jail multiple times keep coming back to Bobby okay so maybe it was this less 
we need somebody who's who we don't really have to explain that with. Okay. It's just and not not to say that she's any less or any of this actress or whatever, but just somebody that's not like a darling or whatever. Well, like like the, that the, would be hard to explain. And like the the, f- a, the female characters that uh, were basically hitting on him, and even when she was trying to say, or uh, when they were trying to say that he. Uh, he loves his mama and, and all this other kind of stuff. And, 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 uh, you know, the other late blonde girl goes off, like, you know, she's, a she's in a sorority or something like this at this college, you know, and then they're both hitting on him. You know, that's, that's kind of more of a leading lady look, but then he picks her, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be the leading lady. And I'm like, okay, I'm down for this. You know I mean? I think it's kind of cool because you got to find somebody tough, like Kathy Bates characters, tough. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it'd be the only one to make sense. Because if you're not if you're not a tough type look or acting or you know character, then you know Kathy Bates is going to walk all over you. Yeah. But with with this choice, I thought it was good because it's not the type of look that she can just kind of like look down and 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 push around type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wasn't putting up with her crap. Well, since she brought up the uh, the female lead. <clears throat> Let's go over the female leads for this movie. And we've talked about this before last year, right? Yeah. Do you remember what we talked about with the female leads? <clears throat> oh, well, how he tends to pick a lot of the same type. The letter V. Oh, yes. The V-V. letter V. VV. Yeah, VV. Okay, so. In three of his films so, so far. F- actually, it's been four. I counted it out. Really? I went, yeah, yeah. I saw the trivia thing, and I'm like, there's more. I went and looked Vicky at every. Vale, I went and looked Vic, at Vicky Vale. That's Batman. Come on. Yeah, no, but that's close. Yeah, yeah, Valancourt or whatever. Okay, so we have Vicky Valancourt. That's Waterboy, yeah. right? VV. We also had Veronica Vaughn in Billy Madison. Yep. yep. Veronica Vaughn. So hot. Oh, Veronica Vaughn. So hot. Want to touch the hiney? Uh, we have Virginia Bennett. From Happy Gilmore, Gilmore yep. and that's uh, Julie Bowen from Modern Family. And that's she her happens character. to come back in Hubie, and Hubie, Hubie Halloween. That's correct. And then we actually have Valerie Varan, Valerie, yeah. Little Nikki, yeah. yeah, right, yep. So Valerie Varan was her name. It was Patricia Arquette's name in Little Nikki, right? So all these different VVs. You know what was interesting though. In um, the wedding singer, what I said is his true cinematic love is Drew Barrymore. Yeah. You know what her name is? What? Jackie or Julie Julia Sullivan J S, as in Jackie Sandler, his uh, eventual wife. Yeah, they didn't do that on purpose because this is before he met her. He yeah. remember he met her on the set of Big Daddy. Yeah, but um, Julia Sullivan has the same initials as Jackie Sandler, and I just thought that yeah. was cool because most people say you know like like the wedding singer it's it's adam sandler yeah. and drew barrymore that's like the biggest thing romantically or whatever well, that, so i just know, thought that was interesting. And it happens a lot like stan lee's characters are a lot like that too yeah you know? peter parker bruce banner you know yeah. ppbb yeah know? it's kind of cool that adam sandler puts in these little things you know these little 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 kind of quips you know that that he adds in there like with the names you know rhyming and and uh starting with the same well kevin smith letter. used to do that with yeah. his because he would uh he would put in real his real friends' names yeah. in like the mall rats yeah. and probably clerks too, not clerks too, but clerks as well. Yeah, but he would put, well. 
he I put, haven't seen that one yet. Is that close? Is it close to uh, Clerks, Clerks as well? Clerks, Clerks, there's Clerks, Clerks two, and then there's Clerks, Clerks as, as well. well. <laughs> right, which is what <laughs> I think they're working on right Clerks. now. They actually are making. I know they are. <laughs> they should call it Clerks like, as on, well. Bro. Kevin Smith, make if you're listening, I'll give you that Amy. one for free. Do it, Clerks as well. Make, make another Chasing Amy. I'm sorry, but that was a phenomenal movie. It was a great movie. It's just I, I can't watch Ben Affleck for too long. So unless he's playing yeah, Batman, see, or whatever, I'm totally different. He bugs me as a person. And the people that sit there say he's there's Matt Damon seems like one of the one Batman. of the best people nah, but I'm talking about like in real life like I feel like Matt Damon is one of the, the greatest people Matt in real life Damon. but Ben Affleck is just, just, just a miserable jackass that's what he seems yeah. like but um, let me set this up real quick uh, so Bobby Boucher is a socially this is going to be a tongue twister uh, Bobby Boucher is a socially inept, stuttering, and somewhat mentally challenged 31-year-old man serving as the waterboard for the University of Louisiana football program. He lives with his overprotective and extremely religious mother, Helen, and believes his father uh, died of dehydration in the Sahara while serving the Peace Corps back in the 1960s. You know, it's been mentioned that this movie is a lot like um, uh, Carrie, in the fact mm-hmm. that you have a socially awkward, not very smart person with a very highly religious mother who controls their their worldview, different things like that. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I think that's the only really comparison you can make, but I like to make little connections like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> so these players are, bon- are constantly bullying Bobby. Um, the coach who never liked him to begin with of this this football uh, program fires him. But he's been working for this coach and this football team since he was at least like what twelve. Yeah, he was in that flashback. Yeah. So I mean, he's been doing this. He's never really been. He never really got to grown up. He's he, to grow up. He's just been doing this this whole time, and that's all he loves to do. So that's yeah. fine. Uh, but I do want to talk about the uh, the coach. Yeah. Um, Red, what's his name? Red something. Broom, uh, broom, broom hire or something. <laughs> you know, it's a Cajun one, uh, I believe. It's a uh, Red Bow Lou. <clears throat> but it's played by Jerry Reed. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Oh, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm East Pounders, what no bandit runs. Um, who, obviously, as country music star, so he he does stuff like country rock, outlaw country, truck driving country, swamp rock, uh, rockabilly, you know, real southern rock type of guy. Obviously, he was the 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 he did uh, Eastbound and Down that song for mm-hmm. uh, Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. uh, and uh, many others. But they they wanted to get somebody. They talked about George Strait maybe even for this role, mm-hmm. but that you know. <clears throat> Pure country didn't do too well, so they, uh, you know, they were kind of really hard to see George Strait as a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Adam Sandler was watching Smoking the. Adam Sandler's a huge Burt Reynolds fan, mm-hmm. so he was watching Smoking the Band, and I think he just suggested, "Hey, what about uh, what about Jerry Reed?" So, uh, you know, we have that great uh, what do you call it uh, legacy uh, there. So, anyways, uh, he gets fired, and um, he goes home, and he tells his mom he got fired, and she's like, oh, that's awesome news. Now we can spend more time together, you know? And he's like, but I want to go, and she's saying, this is the devil, that's the devil. But even though she said that, he still gets on his his lawnmower probably the next day or something and drives into town and goes to uh, this place called the South Central Louisiana State University. What did you put in there? Oh, I was getting real nervous. Um, 
So South Central Louisiana State University and the Mud Dogs is the the team there. And uh, after he talks to Coach Klein, played awesomely by uh, Henry Winkler, um, and sees the type of water quality they have, he offers to do it for free. Um, but the Mud Dogs have lost forty consecutive games. Uh, their the players' equipment uh, they they share equipment. You know the the cheerleaders are alcoholics. <laughs> Yeah, they're sharing, uh, yeah, helmets and different things like that. Jog so, straps. Yep. And just like normal, he gets in there and everybody starts teasing him again, including Peter Dante. Now, have you heard the trouble that Peter Dante has got into? And I don't know if it's been this year. Maybe it was last year and we just forgot about no, it. No, I think whatever, we talked about that, though. He had a little problem with, you know, he made some racist comments and everything. Yeah. Um, and some pretty, if it's true, some pretty pretty shitty things to say. Yeah. So, um, as much as he makes me laugh in these movies, after that news report, it always kind of like just bums me out because then you're like, oh, I can't watch this guy's performance anymore because he's a jackass. Mm-hmm. But what will you do? I don't know. What will you Cause do? Because I don't think he's been in... I mean, Adam Sandler's still continuing to bring people back, right? Yeah, I think so. But I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But well, some of the other guys that you haven't really seen in a while either. <clears throat> you know, like on EQB, Halloween, and whatnot. I think he had most everybody in that movie, didn't he? I have to watch it again. I saw it three years ago when it first yeah. came out, and didn't watch it again. I mean, it was a good movie. I just didn't. Yeah, I watch movies like that around that holiday. Yeah, so if it's a Halloween movie, I can't watch it. Yeah, that. Christmas movie, so and so. No, I'll, st- I'll watch Christmas Easter movies. movies you know, I can only watch Jesus movies around Christmas or Easter time. Do not watch anything with Jesus, unless it's Easter. Yeah, yeah. that's not being sacrilegious. I was just making a joke. Because I, I watch Jesus all the time. What did the uh, Doobie Brothers? Jesus is just all right with me. Um, just like before, the players start making fun of him. Uh, Henry Winkler, his character, because he's so downtrodden and bullied himself, but he sees Bobby as even below him. Yeah. He's able to come talk to Bobby and tell him, hey, you should go stand up for yourself. You know, normally he doesn't. He's just a wreck all the time. But he's like, hey, I thought it was pretty out of character for him to have that heart to heart because normally he's just like so afraid of everything. But he told him to stand up for himself. So Bobby starts visualizing in that awesome late 90s CGI. Yeah. Uh, their heads being replaced by all the people that he's ever been made fun of, and he wrecks a couple of the people on his team. Um, <laughs> I think he's funny. He's in that one game. He's like, I didn't say anything about your mother. Please don't hurt me. That's one of my favorite things. He's like, I forbid you to talk to that enchantress. She's the devil. She's not the devil. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. I never said she was the devil. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, please don't hurt me. <laughs> this is, please don't hurt please me. Please don't, please don't hurt me. <laughs> said hot. And then at the end, he's like, something like, uh, I'm sorry, mama, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> but still, is that... You, you see that internet monologue, and then and then you, you, then you get to see the outer <laughs> monologue afterwards, and they're just like, the other people are like, this guy's crazy, and I'm scared. <laughs> I just love how they get so scared of him, like, like whenever he's doing the kickoff, and he's like, there's my bitch, and that dude's like all parallel, yeah. freaking out and everything, but... Um, and they try to get the, the, the what do they call them, uh, meat, uh, 
big meanie, big meanie. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The, big, the bald dude. Yeah, big meanie. And it's like big meanie gets in there. He gets power bombed. He just power bombs him, dude. And like power bomb. nothing. Compliments like Captain Cedo. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously Peter Dante plays the the water boy, and he plays very good. Weirdly, a very good bully. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, um, once, once he tackles those people, you know, the coach flips out and he's like, you got to play for us. Let's go home and talk to your mom Yeah, and we'll work it all out. Is, is that the, the, uh, oh, please don't hurt me. Is that your favorite part? Yeah, probably. I'd have to say so. It's one of my favorite parts just cause it's so funny. I think the other part is water sucks. It really, <laughs> really sucks. Gatorade not only quenches your thirst better. It tastes better too, idiot. You're, you're, you're drinking the wrong water. Gatorade. H2O. Gatorade. H2O. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. No, it's it really, really sucks. You don't mean it. You're bad people. Gatorade. Well, and you know, we, we get back to the, this is this is one of the greatest of Adam Sandler's uh physical comedy movies right because you know he's he's he is a king when it comes to uh he's one of the kings that comes to uh the physical type comedy you know because we we stated before that's what he was you know he was more of a he's very physical comedian you know what i mean and and very and he does bits you know what i mean he he's he's plays characters and stuff like that you know and this is one of the greatest physical ones because he just wrecks people in this and and he actually looked up and watched uh went to games and things like that and watched um how uh this guy that went to what was it oh the player yeah yeah i went to watch him practice or whatever yeah and then he goes to the nfl uh i can't remember his name yeah but he it's, it's very interesting to see that because he he uh he he really put in the method you know He's a method actor, you know, so he really put in the effort to go watch how to tackle and properly do it and how pros do it and stuff like that. And that's how we based a lot of his tackling on it. It wasn't it wasn't I'm sure there was a lot of uh, uh, you had the stand ins for him, you know, some of the action. Oh, stuff, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every time he had a, a, a helmet on and it was yeah. full on his face. But he just gets up and talks smack to every single time, he, uh, you know person but he does it in a weird nice way you know in the character water boy that is yeah you know but it's just very physical comedy again yeah um so <clears throat> coach klein goes back to bobby's house and talks with uh, bobby's mom uh she she makes the point that um football's never not going to be good enough for bobby she doesn't really make a good case or anything but uh she basically beats bobby into submission into saying you can't play and Bobby's like okay I can't play but then you know the coach gives him a little encouragement to look you don't have to do everything your mom says yeah so um, he decides to play and um, he's doing pretty good in practice he invites Vicky Valancourt over to his uh, to his house and reminds her hey don't talk about the football thing because my mom doesn't like it and his mom doesn't like her either she doesn't want her there he doesn't want she doesn't want the coach there you know, she just wants it to be her and, and Bobby because um, we find out later that the father never actually died in the Sahara dance at desert. He just left Bobby and his mom. After this has been a long six weeks. Yeah, after <laughs> six like, weeks. It's been the longest, you know. A month and a half, that's it. It's six weeks that we've been apart. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he went to New Orleans or Narlins. Narlins. If you have that, if you have that accent, Narlins. Um, and met some... 
voodoo witch yeah <laughs> and uh and like the big city life you know and yeah. uh so he decided to leave him and go do that you know just chasing after money and everything and uh actually at that barbecue when uh Faruzabalt comes over vicky's uh her mom uh, his mom calls her uh, a witch you know yeah. you stay away from this witch and this was right after she had done the craft <clears throat> well kind of an interesting thing yeah like you were saying uh, earlier, uh, this is very. You had to go back to school again to take the test, mm-hmm. a la Billy Madison, mm-hmm. you know. And Billy Madison, did he ever? He never graduated. He didn't make it to the end, but he did have that last minute little showdown in the auditorium, yeah. going back and forth from the other guy that wanted. To and take he graduated the essentially, you know. Yeah, I mean, he eventually gets it, but you know that was the whole thing is that he actually didn't finish it. Uh, yeah. But then this one, he he went back and took. There must be something about yeah. Adam Sandler and doing that, but but he but he but he tends to also you know start out as the underdog, you know, and then you got the the climax to the the apex of the story, and then you know you got the easy ride down, you know what I mean, kind of thing, and and it's kind of the, a lot with the these type of movies anyway, especially sports movies. I mean, it was the number one uh, sports movie. Highest grossing sports movie sports until Blind... comedy. Uh, well, no. Oh, it, a sports movie, yeah, until, until Blindside. Bl- yeah, until Blindside came out. Yeah, which is another great movie that yeah. I've only seen once and need to see again. But, Sandy. Yeah, old, good old Sandy, but... Um, so eventually, he's a, uh, he's basically winning them. He gets them to the Bourbon Bowl, you know? They're completely terrible, but he gets them to the, the Bourbon Bowl just with him being there. Basically, yeah. he carries the whole team there. While he's studying one night, he accidentally mentions football, and then his mother realizes he's been playing football and going to college. And not a gorilla beating him up. Exactly. Oh, it's that not, was that another, was funny, oh my funny. gosh. Oh my when God. he's like, did they ever find all- that gorilla that escaped from the zoo? No, Mama, they haven't found him yet. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. And then he's describing Yeah, like, and he's like, and he's like you don't she, hear she nothing. Like, Dad, yeah. oh, that's weird. You know, yeah, it's all montage. Through. I remember I was watching that with Henry, and I was just laughing so hard, and I'm trying to explain to Henry. I'm like, they just keep bringing back the gorilla bit and that's well and, and they do it in, in in grandma's boy too you know what i mean uh i don't remember that movie well enough really well uh, you got peter dante right, right. In grandma's boy and yeah, he was uh, the stoner dude yeah yeah and then you have the other guy that's uh in a lot of alan covert alan Cover. covert the guy and then and then you got the monkey the karate monkey okay so it's kind of like yeah a, yeah that's it, true. It's, it's you know they do a lot of recycling of the same kind of jokes they just tweak it a little bit and it works yeah, you it's know? funny yeah, yeah. Uh, if as long as you're just not like they're the same type criticize of criticize everything yeah and, the, and the, all these guys perform the same type of comedy yeah you know it's they're very physical but they're very sarcastic even adam sandler's super sarcastic chris rock super uh sarcastic you know uh alec culver uh peter dante uh you know, I mean, that's yeah, all. That's all. What's what, the one that married? Uh, most of the most of comedians. Yeah. Most of comedy is sarcasm. Yeah, like uh, you know, Seth Rogen. Uh, you know, uh, what, what's the girl that married? Um, the one that directed Forty Year Old Virgin, uh, or not Forty Year Old Virgin, but uh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Knocked up. Yeah. Adam Sandler's like a college roommate. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, Le- he married Leslie Mann, Judd yeah. Apatow. Yeah, yeah, Judd Apatow. But Leslie Mann, you know, I mean, she's super sarcastic, you know, and she's in, in Adam Sandler movies yeah. too and stuff, or in, in these type of movies. But that's the that's my kind of comedy. You know, the super sarcastic, because I'm always super sarcastic, but, you know, like that type of comedy is where I live. I love that type of comedy. Yeah, and just like, even if it's just real sly and you didn't catch it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just there and it, has to, it doesn't have to even be the main point, just something in the background <laughs> that just makes you laugh. Well, Ant-Man, right, he... he uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Paul Rudd. 
Yeah, Paul, I'm just having, you no. know. It's a brain he, fart day. Yeah, brain fart. Uh, but he's like the king of the sarcastic comedy. Type a, lot of, a lot of pieces of sarcasm, yeah. You know, like everything he says is comedy. Like I've never really, I don't know if, have you seen him in a, a serious role? Yes. Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Okay, that doesn't really even count. <laughs> okay. But it does. Uh, it does. But what I'm saying is that he doesn't do stuff like that because that's out of his niche. He's, just like Adam Sandler. Well, that's he's done a couple Adam things Sandler. in his earlier, yeah, in his earlier. Career. But that's what's great about Adam Sandler. He can still be that sarcastic a hole where he can also do the the funny, serious, or you know, more so serious roles. You know, <laughs> he gets more awards for him. So yeah. Well, his old coach can, comes to uh, some one of their parties and everything, and basically says, "Hey, I went to the uh, the NCAA." And uh, they said that you can't play because you never graduated high school and I got a forged transcript. And what happened was that uh, Henry Winkler's coach, he forged a transcript so Bobby could play, but he kind of let Bobby take the rap for that because, you know, he's intimidated by the other coach, so he just kind of slinks away. I wrote down that this was like his other defining role besides the Fonz. It would be the coach from the Waterboy because yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like there's a lot of iconic stuff and and, right. and a lot of iconic stuff from the Waterboy that you see in memes or whatever, and it has yeah. him in it. Like whenever he sees the he sees the other coach, he makes him a baby. And he keeps saying yeah, but poop poop. And Bobby Boucher kind of looking at him like. So he basically talks to the NCAA, says he never graduates. They're like, you can't play football anymore. So the the Henry Winkler coach, because he feels bad because he let Bobby take the fall for that, he goes and convinces them if he can pass a, a you know basically a GED, GED equivalency yeah. test then um, he'll, he'll be good to go. And then they'll pay for the college and stuff. So he takes the test. He aces it. He does a great job. And that's when he's studying with, at home that one time. And he's like, look, I got to do this. And his mommy's like, you've been playing fo- the foosballs or whatever. Yeah. And then she, she does this thing throughout the whole movie where she gets this fake headache. And it's just to make him feel bad for her. Anyways, the next day, he's somewhere else. And the mom has had like some kind of a fake episode where she's in the hospital now and so he feels guilty goes there and you can see she's got a smile on her face the whole time she's supposed to be asleep yeah and everything and she's snoring or she's supposed to be like in some weird coma thing yeah but yeah she's like snoring her head off you know yep and then uh, somehow they get the mule in the hospital and all that other crap in a hospital room anybody who's ever worked in a hospital knows that everything is controlled contained environmentally all that you can't have any kind of spores bacteria mold in the hospital so no way in they wouldn't even let a picture be hung up in there, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, it basically turns it into their home and, uh, you know, their home at home. Yeah. And uh, then comes the big, the big, you know, heartfelt moment where the whole crowd comes to tell Bobby to come play and we all love you. And that's where the mom hears it and sees, okay, there's people counting on Bobby. He's not like his dad. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, all that. And he's responsible. People are counting on him, which means he's responsible. Yeah. So he's responsible for the team's wins and all that. Yeah. So and the, her I husband mean, really never not, was. not many people. I mean, the kicker's good. His friend's good. You know, well, the first one it was like five and zero, right? Yeah. How do you get five points in football? You get a safety and you yeah. get a field goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby got the safety. Yeah. 
and which means the other guy must have gotten a field goal. So the only two people that aren't scoring jackasses yeah. on the team, they win a national title. Are the ones that know. that won, you know, and that's not the last game, but that's you know earlier in the game. But I mean, it makes the point, and that's the movie did that purposely to show that these two are the only ones making points on the team. Yeah. So, anyway, she she kind of has a heart to heart with him. Explains now nah, your dad's just a bomb, and he left, yeah. and you know. All that. <laughs> she shows him the first picture. She's yeah. like, "Is that my daddy?" Oh no, that's somebody I knew before your She's daddy. Like, you could wash clothes on those oh, abs. Yeah. She's like, "Anyways, that was lust, not love." Turn the page. <laughs> and that's you know, I kind of wonder if who is that in that picture? Like you know, you almost want to think that maybe that's just Kathy Bates back in the day or something like it that. It probably you, is. It probably is. Yeah. I, I have to look that up because I wonder that too. I'm like, I wonder if that's a younger picture of Kathy. Because I have seen her when she like, was young, now, but not that young. I don't. Yeah. Think. Um, but if that's her when she was younger, it's like, wow. Could have been. Um, but so anyways, we get at the end. Now, this is what happens, right? He has the heart. She has the heart to heart with him. Say, now you go play foosball with your friends, right? They're in town, but they go back home. Mm-hmm. And then it's a mad rush to get to the stadium on time. Why do they go back home to get in the fan boat and have Vicky out there, and then get in the fan boat to come all the way back. Because there's not a fan boat at the hospital. But, what, I mean, like, seriously, the like, the stadium was, was probably, house. like, right down the street or yeah, something. Yeah, but the fan boat was at their house. They had to ride yeah, in the but fan boat. That's what I, one of the things I did, I'm like, wait a minute, the pacing of this movie, how did we get from the hospital to back home and then back into where the hospital is, where the stadium is? Like, back into town. And that's our Rachel moment. <laughs> I guess that has by to... the post credit podcast. There's probably a lot of Rachel moments yeah, in this movie, but but yeah, this is uh, that's one that was announced. So yeah. So anyways, in a last uh, in a last uh, effort, uh, Bobby's mom drives a, a fan boat and takes Bobby and and uh, Vicky Valancourt to the uh, the game. Yeah, just go right up on the on the just on drive the road. up on the field. I guess the, yeah, the, the stadium is like literally right, right, right the on the water. <laughs> off the bayou. Yeah, she just drove it right up into the grass. So, anyways, they win the game at a uh, at a score that Vicky was able to uh, guesstimate. And they didn't on make point. And the other team didn't make any points because it was twenty seven to zero when at halftime and they came back and the final score was thirty one to twenty seven. So in you know, two they quarters didn't make no points. In two quarters Bobby made thirty one points. Hey, that's how the Dallas Cowboys do it. You know, the first two quarters they don't do jack and Ooh, then the second we two, just lost really a good. bunch of viewers. Well, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Say, I can say stuff like this. No, you're not allowed to tell your specific preferences. Nobody uh, wants to listen I, to I, that. I will when it comes to Dallas Cowboys. But, Same thing uh, with politics. Look where I live. So um, then it flashes forward to uh Bobby and his 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 gal, his best gal getting married. And guess who shows up? His bad. His dad, Roberto, played by the director Frank Caracci, who was only like a year older than Adam Sandler or something. But yeah. I mean, that goofy face that she shows him on the picture, is yeah, just yeah, hilarious. And then it's like you see him, and it's like spot on. You know, it's I mean, it's exactly it. And uh, he, so of course, he tells Bobby, "Is like, oh, let's do all these things." And Bobby's like, "No, I'm not going to play football." He got offers from the NFL and everything, but he decided to turn him down and to keep going to school playing football so he can get a college education. And he wants to do something else. I don't know. He's going to work for the city water or something, maybe. But uh, he's going to have you know up an NFL contract. Look, you know he's going to have some kind of like of he probably goes on to like help purify water or or purify water in just like third world countries and everything like an easy no, process. Or he whatever. likes walruses and he he goes. Well, out no, there remember and the and one episode we were talking about walruses and we're walruses walruses. <laughs> so Frank Karachi, he played the dad and he's also directed this movie. You may have heard this if you've listened to our show. 
you may have heard his name before. He directed The Wedding Singer. He directed The Water Boy. He directed Click. He directed Zookeeper with Kevin James. Yeah. Uh, he directed Here Comes the Boom with Kevin James. He directed Blended, The Ridiculous Six. Uh, and those are just the ones of Adam Sandler's that I've named. Uh, he has some producing, writing, acting credits and everything. But those mm-hmm. are the ones that he directed. So you've heard his name You've heard his name on this podcast before, and you're probably going to hear it again, yeah. uh, depending on what we do. But... Um, and then uh, the movie ends with uh, her tackling the ex-husband, the mother, Mama. She tackles, and, uh, and she does learn, it the exact you way. Where how, where uh, Adam Sand- Bobby Boucher gets it from? Right. So. She makes the same noises and the same face that he does when he's it's going so to tackle awesome. somebody. And uh, and that's the movie. That's the Adam Sandler. Uh, and it was better movie this time around. It, it seems like it's you know, and that's a lot of Adam Sandler's movies. To be honest with you, every time I watch it, it just gets better. It lost a little something for me this time. I, I remember it being a lot funnier than it was, and you know, I was younger, and it was, you know, I've watched probably funnier things since then. But, um, I don't know. I, it's I still like it for what it is. As long as I go into it knowing, like, look, this isn't a revolutionary comedy movie. This is a fun, silly Adam Sandler movie. Something I can watch with my son. Correct. You know, it's almost like uh, this humor is best for kids. If it wasn't for the vulgarness, yeah. <laughs> then it would yeah. be a kids movie. But yeah. it's like the it's like that. So it's for adults that haven't really grown up yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to explain. It's kind of like a Monty Python type comedy because you know, like they 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 talk about things, but it's not so much they show a lot of it. Uh, I don't know. And, and a weird thing, it's I'm just trying to classify it because it's it it's family comedies, but it. Older families, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, like with older kids type families. Uh, what's your favorite part? Man, that's a big one. Uh, there's quite a few, actually. I definitely like the ones where, where he's talking to it. You know, he's having his inner monologue and he's seeing things and he's seeing these people. It's how it gets his motivation. And then you break out of it and then, you know, he realizes he's been talking to people and people have been like, no, you know, kind of scared of him. So basically know? that one where he's like, I didn't say anything about your mom or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I didn't say anything about her. And then he's like, Oh, please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. But then you get a lot of, a lot of parts with Kathy Bates and a lot of pa- parts with Henry Winkler that are hilarious. You know, like when he's looking at the water in Henry, in Henry Winkler's office, he's like, yeah, this is the water I give people. This is the water you're serving to your players. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like that. that if you promise to never serve this water again. <laughs> that part's hilarious too. But I mean, and, and just even the end, you know, where the mom, you know, tackles the dad, and he kind of uh, talks like Cartman. Yeah, he does. Is this the water? Hey guys. Oh gosh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it. What makes that one scene where he's like, "Oh, please don't hurt me," even funnier is that if you listen to the PA system, yeah. During that scene, right before he starts doing his imagining stuff or whatever, uh, the PA thing uh, says, you know, we are down to fourth string quarterback, so-and-so, whatever his name. So he had already, like, put three <laughs> other hospital, three other quarterbacks in the hospital. Yeah. Like, yeah. they left the game full-on needing to go to yeah. the hospital. This is the only one they left. Yeah. So he could have not even been a quarterback. Maybe he was, like, you know, a running back or something or something yeah. that was, like, you're also fourth string quarterback. Yeah, and you also got to re- you also got to realize no that, confidence. And, and I understand he he wants to go off to do something else, right? 
But I mean, like you talking about like Lawrence Taylor knows who he is, you know, ESPN, people all over the world really know who he is. So it's like, yeah, he could probably go off to do water, but he's going to get to that point where he's going to get so much pressure and so much, you know, um, things to join, you know, a certain program or, you know, a football program, you know, a a team or whatever. You know, it's almost like, yeah, I kind of feel like he's going to get pushed to the So he was never, but he was never a huge football fan. Like he did the water ball thing, the water boy thing, but he didn't even know how to play. Well, yeah, because they were like, you've been on the field for how long and you still don't even know how to play football? Yeah. So he he did the football thing and, but he didn't seem that he had any interest in football thing, but it brought him friends. Then that's what he had an interest in. He wanted, because he kept saying, will you be my friend? Will you still be my friend? And then at the end with Peter Dante, he's like, I'm ready friend. You know, he just wanted friends friends and people yeah and, and, and an, outlet, him an outlet to release that anger yeah. as and well. if you think about it now now he's so loved yeah he really has not a reason to be angry anymore True. so he might not kinda be good his, at football anymore yeah it kind of took away his superpower in a way. yeah so i mean i'm sure he has plenty to pull from to yeah. last for the rest of his college days <laughs> so it could pay for his school and everything but yeah that's probably why um yeah. two things real quick uh, my favorite is still the water sucks. It really, but just because it's Henry Winkler and, yeah. and lots of Henry Winklers yeah. or whatever. Did you see the Ghostbusters car? No. The 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 Ecto one. It's just painted differently. Like uh, like I think it was a hearse. Yeah. When it the, the actual car or whatever. Uh-huh. But there's a Ghostbusters car. I think it's like red and brown or something like mm-hmm. that. But I can't remember which scene. But uh, listeners, if you find the uh, the Ghostbusters car, let us know on social media uh, where it is, what scene. Um, also, one thing I told you about, right? I said I wanted to talk about Mama, Kathy Bates' character, mm-hmm. and why she she could be dealing with some, some crazy people genes. So, have you ever heard of Clang Associations? Mm, no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you tell me the actual situation, I probably have. So, Clang Associations are grouping of words, usually rhyming words, that are based on similar sounding sounds, even though the words don't have any logical reason to be grouped together. So, in one scene, she in one scene when she's talking, I think with the coach, she goes back in 1966, pick up sticks. You know, she she left a pause and then said, oh yeah, pick I've up heard sticks. that. Yeah, almost like she had to compulsively rhyme. Yeah. That, you know, 1966, pick up sticks. So that's like a clang association where it's basically you, you a person that, you know, has a group of words or two words or whatever. They're rhyming, but they're, they're saying them compulsively. They don't have anything to do with each other, but you're just saying it because it sounds alike, right? So a person who's speaking this way may be showing signs of psychosis in bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, I don't know why they had her rhyme that. And I think it happened one other time in the movie. I can't remember. But it was just a really weird thing. I don't know if it was just kind of a like give her a little southern charm or whatever. But she could also be a psychopath. Yeah, probably. Because she does a lot of roles where she's a psychopath. Yeah. Maybe she has bipolar. Maybe that maybe that other personality or whatever. When you say clang association, I thought you were talking about that like the issue of having a brain in your abdomen. And fighting Ninja Turtles all the time. <laughs> that's a Krang association. Okay, okay. Yeah, not the Klang. That's that, I know, but that's where I went right away. <laughs> as soon as I said Krang. Yeah. Uh, not Klang. It's, uh, not Krang. It's Klang. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, not as much as I did. I think most people who watched back in the 90s, they're going to put it on, get a few chuckles, some uh, some little nostalgia and everything. But um, we've kind of gotten to the point, I believe, where... Uh, where at least a water boy, at least for me, it fell a little short. 
uh, from what I remember. You know, 51st Dates, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, all those wedding singers, still great. Waterboy, because it was so ridiculous, I think that the more ridiculous it is, the more it's going to lose some of its... And I don't mean ridiculous in a good way, because ridiculous in a good way would be like Airplane, Naked Gun, you know, you know... Dracula dead and loving it. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be ridiculous in a good way. I'm talking about like, okay, you're going a little bit too far with these little crazy characters you got and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think it's good for people who have nostalgia. I don't think anybody watching it for the first time nowadays that's, you know, a generation or two behind us, I don't think they're going to get any enjoyment out of it. What do you think? I love this movie. (laughs) It just got better. Just got better. Just got better. Um, all right. Well, uh, what are we doing the rest of this month? I think you want Adam do, Sandler. You wanted to do Billy Madison, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. We got to do Billy Madison. You wanted to do <sighs> Click. I know yeah. that's how I am with Click. I'm yeah. like, <sighs> all right. So we'll do a Billy Madison. We'll do a Click, and then we'll we'll call that good for this month. All right. And then we got some other things going on. Yep. Next month, and I think that we're talking with Horn Hills. Want to talk us about a movie in May? Almost said it too. Yeah. So in May, I believe that's where. Don't don't quote me on that. We'll get with the ladies there, and as soon as we get something hashed out with our schedules and everything, then we'll. This let you is guys not know as ridiculous that. as some of the other movies we've done. I, yeah, I like them. I like the movie that we were that, yeah. that they actually want to do. I mean, it's I don't know how, but still, it's a '90s movie. I don't know how it's going to hold up nowadays because I haven't seen it in forever. But I remember I did like it, and I especially liked the main actress in that movie. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's it's a good movie, but uh, we'll 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 chill for right now and, and until we, we get we both it, digress until we get it worked out. There's a lot with, of digressing going. Yeah. On. So, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at the Post Credit Podcast, except for Twitter, we're at the Post Credit. Our email address is the Post Credit Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com, and we're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. You can do it. Throw me a bone. <laughs> <laughs>